by Reverend Dr. Raj Das on Sajeeva Vahini. This audio series is also available on YouTube, Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts. Listen, share and subscribe. Dear friends, it gives me great pleasure to talk to you today also. And the title of today's message is Dynamics of Perfect Peace. I want to read to you a few verses taken from Isaiah 26 chapter verses 3 and 4. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever for in the Lord Jehovah there is everlasting strength. Dear friends, the people of Israel had been living in the promised land and here a song is being given. If you read the first verse, in that day shall this song be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city. Salvation will God appoint for walls and bulwarks. So dear friends, we all have problems in our lives as they had problems. When the problems are solved, they rejoice and they begin to sing. Now this is what we should understand. We have problems in our lives. When there is travail, triumph comes after travail. When we go through problems, when there is travail, we cry to God and God gives us victory and then we are able to have triumph. So, this is a song of victory. In that day shall this song be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city. Salvation will God appoint for walls and bulwarks. Now, when we understand this particular portion and apply it to our own condition, our own land, our own situation, we must know that God is able to make us and bring us into a strong city. Point number one that I want to place before you is the strong city. See, in that day shall this song be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city. Salvation will God appoint for walls and bulwarks. Now, when Jesus Christ came into this world, this is what he began to preach and say, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. Now, the whole world is in this way of the evil one. We, as we come to Jesus Christ, we are entering into the kingdom of God. We enter the kingdom of God by repentance and belief on what Jesus has done on the cross. So when we do that, God brings to us into a strong city and there will be a wall around us. So the, uh, the word salvation is Yahshua in the Old Testament in Hebrew and Jesus is our savior. He brings salvation into us. From Yahshua, the word Jesus came. So dear friend, Jesus is able to bring us into the city of God kingdom of God and he is able to give us a um, protection there. He is able to keep us within the walls of the city. We have a strong city of salvation. Many people go to hear God's word. They hear God's word. They may not obey properly. They take it as a ritual going to church and coming back and being maybe if ever they pray, they pray is very limited time. They are not able to really pray to God. Now this is not what I am talking about. If you are not saved really, you are still outside the city of God. So when you are a saved person, you enter the kingdom of God. Once you enter the kingdom of God, you will be able to sing as these people began to sing. God has given to us a strong city. Salvation is the, the wall around us. So dear friends, when Jesus was about to be born, when Mary was carrying, um, Joseph had his own apprehension, but when he prayed to God, when he rather when he was thinking about these problems, the angel of the Lord came and spoke, spoke to him and said, And she shall bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Salvation is the bulwark. Salvation is the wall around the city. Then you will be strong in the Lord. Now, have you entered into the kingdom of God? Entering into a church is not what matters. 
though it is needed. We gather together, you worship the Lord, that is needed. We hear God's word, we pray for one another, we receive the blessings of God. At the same time, what is needed is we are to enter into the kingdom of God by obedience. And then we'll have a strong city. Then we'll be able to sing as these people sang. In that day shall this song be sung in your own life. We have a strong city. Salvation has been appointed as bulwark and wall for us. Now this is what is needed, my dear friends. When people are saved after salvation, they have to keep their life intact in the presence of God. When people disobey God's word or go back into sin, they are opening the door for the devil to enter into their lives. If you read Proverbs 25th chapter, 28th verse, He that has no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. Now the spirit that God has given to us, it is in our spirit, it controls our spirit and our mind and our body. Then we are safe. When we are not able to communicate with the Holy Spirit properly, when we grieve the Holy Spirit, we're opening the door for the devil. If you look at the book of fifth chapter of Daniel, we read about uh, a particular king. His name was Belshazzar. And he was so happy. He had everything that he could ask for. He was happy. And he brought the vessels that his father, Nebuchadnezzar, had brought from the temple at Jerusalem, golden vessels. And he poured wine and he began to drink with thousands of thousand people. He, he was very happy. Everyone was hilarious and enjoying the, in their great feast. Suddenly, there came a hand and wrote something on the wall, on the plaster of the wall. Many, many tekel for sin. You have been wearing the balances. You are found wanting. And your kingdom will be taken away from you you shall be destroyed. He did not know what was happening around his own city. So the city of Babylon had been built on both sides of river Euphrates. So the big wall was there. Wall was so big and so tall. On the top of the wall, five chariots can go run abreast. Very, very wide wall. So this man, Belshazzar, was feeling, well, everything is beautiful. I am so secure. But he did not know what was happening around him. He desecrated the holy vessels of the Lord. So what happened was, King Darius and his army had come, they had besieged the city. He did not know about that. But the uh, wall was impregnable. They were not able to go into the wall. But they, had a, they found a, a beautiful way to enter into the city. What they did was, they diverted river Euphrates away from the wall out of the city. So that particular vent was there through which they could come and enter into the city, destroy the city. And that night, Belshazzar was killed. So, dear friends, if your city is not in the presence of God, if your life is not guided by the Holy Spirit, if the Spirit of God is not in you, working in and through you, you're open for the attack of the devil. So, we must be careful to keep our spirit right before God. So, we, if you are not able to walk in the right path of God, obeying the word of God, you will not be able to sing this song. God has given us a strong city. Salvation is the bulwark and the wall of that city. You will not be able to sing. The second point that I want to place before you is, who can dwell in that city of God? Verse 2, open the gates that the righteous nation who keep the truth may enter in. See friends, many people who are living in sin, they come to your church and get baptism. They feel that is enough. It is not enough. If you have to enter in the city of God, if you, to, if you have to be the part of the kingdom of God, what is needed is you, the, the gates will be open for a righteous nation who keep the truth may enter in. Righteousness is, our righteousness is like filthy rags. Jesus who knew no sin 
did no sin, had no sin, became sin for us that we might attain the righteousness of God. When we believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, he comes in as righteousness, as sanctification, as redemption. He doesn't stand outside and gives those things. He will not give those things. So he comes in as righteousness, as sanctification. So dear friends, righteousness is important. Not our righteousness, with, which is like filthy rags. God's righteousness given to us by the blood of Jesus Christ, by the Holy Spirit. Then the truth, Jesus is the truth. He is the ultimate truth, absolute truth, eternal truth. He is the truth. When we obey God's word, he will be in us. When we disobey in our own heart, the truth is not there. We will not be able to enter into the city. The question is, are you obeying the truth? The word of God says, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. When Jesus, the truth, delivers you, you are supposed to walk in the path of the truth. The word of God says, when you turn to the right or when you turn to the left, you should hear a word from behind you telling, this is the way, walk you in it. So we are supposed to walk in the path of righteousness. Jesus said, we are supposed to walk in the path of righteousness. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and life. So we are to walk in his path. We are to walk in the truth of God. We are to walk in the light of God. When we do that, we are safe. So who can enter the city? Open the gates that the righteous nation who keep the truth may enter in. We must be careful to follow the truth of God. When there is an open door, we can enter in. So when Jesus opens the door for us, nobody can shut it. Many people, when they go through problems, they are not able to understand what to do. You know, quite a few people who hear my messages, connect with me, and they want to get some uh, prayer from, uh, from me for their problems. But the question is, quite a few of them have no individual prayer at all. They feel that if somebody prays for them, everything will be all right. Yes, when a man of God is praying for you, it is a blessing. The word of God says, effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. No doubt about it. At the same time, what about you? Are you a person who is praying with all your heart? So when you pray with all your heart, the truth that God gives to you will be staying in you, will be dwelling in you. St. Paul says, let the word of God dwell in your hearts in all wisdom. So dear friends, if you have to have the perfect peace, you must enter into the, the kingdom of God through the gates that God has given to us. The third point that you want to place before you is the dynamics of perfect peace. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. When the whole humanity fell away from God, when Adam and Eve sinned against God, the word of God says, all of sinned against God and they became uh, unworthy of the salvation of God, unworthy of the blessings of God. So, when we sinners are in sin, we are enemies of God. We have no peace with God. So, if we have to have perfect peace, we must come to Christ, come to God through Jesus Christ, helped by the Holy Spirit. We have friendship with God. We have peace with God. We shake hands with God. We communicate with Him. We have peace with God. Then as we continue in that stance, peace of God can come in. And still we will long to do what God wants us to do. When we obey what God wants us to do, God of peace shall be with you. So perfect peace does not come from outside. You know, in these days, many people preach God's word. They want to preach what the people would want to listen. Only beautiful points, very happy points. The word of God says, they say peace, peace when there is no peace. They mollify the wounds of the people when they have to tell the truth. So, dear friends, simply telling God will bless you, God will give you peace is not that is needed for this present scenario. What is needed is we have to lead the people to have peace with God 
so that peace of God shall come in and God of peace shall come into their heart. Then when we have this type of peace that God gives to us, when God of peace is in our heart, when the Prince of Peace is in our heart, we'll have peace with one another. You know, in families, between husband and wife, between parents and children, there is violence. Why? Peace is not there. They have not entered in the city of God. Their walls and bulwarks are not really right. So this is what you should understand. We have to have peace with God. Peace of God comes in. Then God of peace shall come in. Then you will have peace with one another. Of course, people differ from one another. Difference of opinion may be there between husband and wife, between uh, parents and children. At the same time, when the Prince of Peace comes in, when the presence of God is there, when the Holy Spirit is there, people can have peace. Now, what I want to place before you is perfect peace. Perfect peace. This is what the Word of God says. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. Perfect peace is shalom, meaning completeness, soundness, welfare, safety, health, prosperity, quietness, tranquility, contentment, friendship of human relationship with God. You know, this is what God wants to give you. Perfect peace. Now, Isaiah declares, you will keep him in perfect peace. It is God who keeps us in perfect peace. We cannot build peace for ourselves. God will keep in perfect peace when your mind is stayed on God. What is the condition of your mind? Now, usually mind is a vacillating mind. It jumps here and there. It's like my mind is like a monkey. It tries to jump here and there, jumps around, and mind must be renewed. When a person comes to Jesus Christ, God gives a person real salvation. The heart is renewed, but the mind is old. So St. Paul says, be not conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Mind must be renewed. Now, is your mind jumping like a monkey? Or are you able to have a renewed mind? Now, what God wants you to have in your life is perfect peace can be achieved only when your mind is stayed on God, on the things of God. What really happens is people's minds are staying on the things of this world through media, through television, through mobile phones, through, um, I mean, internet. All negative things are brought in. These things appear to be so beautiful, so attractive. Their, their minds are set on that. Early morning when you get up, before the turmoil of this world comes upon you, it is imperative that you spend time, quality time in prayer. When you spend time in prayer, meditate on God's word and talk to him with all your heart, then your mind will be at peace. Problems will be there, opposition will be there, struggles will be there, but at the same time, you will be able to have perfect peace. So, God will keep you in perfect peace when your mind is stayed on God. My question to you is, is your mind stayed on God? Or is your mind wandering here and there? Is your mind staying, I mean, staying on, is it staying on things of this world? Or are your mind staying upon a particular person, a boy or a girl? Or maybe somebody else's wife or husband? Where is your mind staying on? If your mind is staying on God, God is able to give you all that you need. You will have perfect peace. How is your mind? Mind gets fixed on things of this world, vain things of this world. You have to refocus. You know, when you listen to some of the problems that people face, unless God is in you, you become negative. When you look at some of the videos that are horrible, violence, violence uh, in families and killing, rape, every evil is there. When you look at these things, you, your mind becomes negative, doubts begin to come, fears begin to come, they are, your mind is disturbed. In this situation, you will have no joy in your own heart. 
hear the word of God says, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind fixed on the truth of God. The Lord will ordain peace for us because he prepares everything for us. If you read verse 12 of this particular chapter, the Lord, you will ordain peace for us. You have wrought for us all our works. It is God who performs all things for us. What is our responsibility? Keep our minds focused on God. Keep our minds focused on God on daily basis. By prayer, by meditation of God's word. So the word of God says we do not know how to pray as we ought to pray. When we come closer to God, the spirit of God is able to help us to pray as we ought to pray. Final, finally, I want to give you the fourth point. I want to give you a clarion call. Verse 4 of this particular chapter. Trust in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. Trust in the Lord forever. Sometimes, you know, what happens is people begin to trust upon other people. Well, we have to trust one another, believe in one another. There's nothing wrong in it, but not leaning upon others for everything. Here the word of God says, trust in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah, in the Lord God, there is everlasting strength. Now, how could I say declare this? He was supposed to have an encounter with God. When he was young, when he was in the temple at Jerusalem, if you read Isaiah 6 chapter, first eight verses, in the year King Uzziah died, he says, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up. And as he had this beautiful vision, he began to tremble. And the train of God's glory began to fill the temple and the, the, the doorposts began to shake. And cherubim were there and they were flying around with two wings and covering their face because of as a, as a sign of humility, covering their face with two wings and covering their feet with two wings. And they, began, they were worshipping the Lord and they began to say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God of hosts. The earth is full of God's glory. This is God's vision. God is in glory and he wants to send his glory into this world. When Isaiah, who in the fifth chapter, he says, one to you, one to you. He says five times, oh, unto others when he was preaching God's word. Here in this particular portion, when he saw the glory of God, he began to say, one to me. I am a man of unclean lips. I live among the people of unclean lips. And then a cherubim with a tongue in his hand. He just brought a live coal, touched his lips and said, because this has touched your lip, your sin is pardoned, your iniquity is removed. Then he heard the voice of God, whom shall I send? Who will go for me? And I say, Lord, send me. Here I am. Now, dear friends, I say could have deep faith on God. He could say, I trust in God. And in the Lord Jehovah, this everlasting strength because of his encounter with the Lord. Theophanic encounter meeting God. Now, this theophanic encounter has a few points that we need to understand. And the first point is, when we meet God, you'll understand the awful holiness of God. Awful holiness of God. Isaiah, who was telling one to you to others, when he saw the glory of God, he could say, one to me. So, the glory of God is revealed to you when there is a theophanic encounter. Second point is, the depravity of your own heart. You'll understand what is lacking in your spiritual life. Then it is followed by repentance. When there is repentance, there is cleansing. After cleansing, your heart is free. free. You're able to behold God. You're able to hear his voice. God will say, whom shall I send? Who will go for me? You'll be in a position to say, here am I. Send me. I'll do whatever you want me to do. Then you'll be able to declare like Isaiah. In the Lord Jehovah, there is, there is everlasting strength. 
If not, you will be leaning on to your own little strength or the strength of other people and you will fail. Now, this was the experience that Isaiah had. He did not stop with that. If you read uh, 50th chapter, verses 4 to 6, he could say, The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as, as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear. And I was not rebellious, neither turned backward. I gave my back to the, to the smitters and my cheeks to them that plucked out the beard. I hid not my face from shame and spitting. But the Lord will help me. Dear friends, this is the experience of Isaiah. He had an encounter with the Lord. But here he says, the Lord woke him up daily. I have been walking with the Lord for the past 14 years. The Lord wakes me up every morning. Even if you set an alarm clock, before the alarm rings, I am awake. The Lord wakes me up. Here he says, he teaches me, he gives me a year of the learned so that he can learn from God and speak the right word for a person who is weary. You know, this must be your experience if you have to have peace in your life and be a person who will spread peace to other people. Learning from God is very important. Then Isaiah had the habit of waiting upon God. Not only having an encounter with God, but he knew how to wake up in the morning and learn from God. Though problems came, he was able to give his face for being um, spat upon. He did not run away. He did not. He yielded to God in spite of problems. You know, because of the word of God, when problems come, many people walk away. It is not what, what God wants you to have. If you have to have perfect peace and deep confidence as Isaiah had, you must learn this problem, learn these points. You have an encounter with God, then wake up every morning in the presence of God and spend quality time. He teaches you so that you can talk to other people the right word. You know, many people speak what all comes to their mind. They are not keeping their life akin to the word of God. That will not help other people properly. What is needed is you have to give the right word for a person who is weary, a person uh, who is in need, the right word by the Holy Spirit. That can happen only when you wait in the presence of God. Isaiah knew how to wait in the presence of God. If you read Isaiah 40th chapter, verses 30 and 31, Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. This can happen to you, though you are young or old, whatever may be your age. God can make you a strong person. If you are able to wait in the presence of God. Waiting is kawa in Hebrew meaning to wait, look for, hope, expect, to collect, to be bound together. Be at the feet of Jesus being bound together every day. Then you will be able to rise up like an eagle. An eagle when it wants to fly, it will not fly like a crow or, or, or another, other small birds. It spreads its wings. It may run for some time and take off. Once it takes off, it, it is able to use the upward wind, hot air that goes from the, uh, from the ground to, towards the sky. It's able to move forward. It is able to make a circle and go very high in, in the sky. So here the word of God says, They that wait in the Lord shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. This can be possible. This is possible when you have an encounter with God. Learn to wait in the presence of God on daily basis. So dear friends, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you 
because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever. For in the Lord Jehovah, there is everlasting strength. I tell you, friends, when you look at this scenario around the society, the na national situation, the whole society is full of problems. In that situation, are you longing for perfect peace? God can give you perfect peace when your mind is stayed on you. Years back, there was a man who was imprisoned in France when Napoleon Bonaparte was the, uh, the emperor there. And this man, the room was, uh, the, the cell was a single cell. It was a solitary confinement. It was, the floor was cobbled, um, stones were there, no cement and all. And he had to sleep there, very drab looking surrounding. A small window was there. And even through the window, he was not in a position to look outside, so discouraged. And he took a small stone and wrote on the wall, nobody cares for me. Nobody cares for me. But God cared for him. What happened was, between the cobblestones, there is a small seed of a plant. The seed began to sprout out. He looked at that green leaf coming up, two small leaves. He began to be fascinated by that. And he would be given food and duration of water. He began to pour a few drops of water for that plant. The plant began to grow. As I told you, know, the window was there. The plant was moving towards the window. And as, he was, as the plant was growing and approaching near the window, it be began to um, bloom. It's a beautiful flower came. This man took the stone on the wall. He had written, nobody cares for me. He just struck off nobody and he wrote, God cares for me. Now his whole heart was there. He remembered God because of the small plant and he was very happy. Later, there was another man who was staying in the neighboring cell and his daughter came and everyone in the cell began to talk about this person's passion for this particular plant. So that girl heard about it, saw that plant, saw that beautiful flower. She went out and told somebody, that somebody told somebody. It went and reached the ears of Josephine, the empress of Napoleon Bonaparte. She went and told her husband, a man who can take care of a small plant cannot be that bad. Initially, he was imprisoned because he was supposedly uh, doing something against the country. But now, Napoleon Bonaparte released him from prison. I tell you, friends, God cares for you. If you know who God is, if you communicate with him, you'll have perfect peace. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. Shall we look to God in prayer? Loving Heavenly Father, I know, Lord, that many of the people who are listening to your voice today, they are not having peace at all. Peace is so elusive. They try to get peace through the things of this world. They may get some temporary peace, but they are not able to have lasting peace, perfect peace. They are not able to get it, O oh God. I pray, O oh God, with all my heart, that you may send your grace into the lives of all these people. Let them come closer to you. Let them have a theophanic encounter. Seeing your holiness, seeing their own unworthiness, crying for mercy, humbling themselves and repenting for their own evil, O oh God, so that you will send your fire to cleanse them, O oh God, so that they would be in a better position to worship you. You're able to wake them up every morning, teach them what to do, what not to do, and let them be able to rise up like eagles, O oh God. Teach them to wait in the presence of the Lord. Perfect peace is possible, O God. The Prince of Peace has come into this world. So, Lord, I pray that you may work in the life of all these dear people, in every family. Let them receive perfect peace and pass on that peace to other people, O Lord. I give you all the glory. 
I give you all the glory. Let me have the joy in serving you till the last breath. In Jesus' almighty name I pray. Amen. The Lord bless you, friends, and keep you.